0: Hello, and welcome to Postgres FM, a weekly show about all things PostgresQL. I am Michael, founder of PG Mustard, and this is my co-host, Nikolai, founder of Postgres AI. Welcome back, Nikolai. How are you getting on, and what would you like to talk about today?
1: Hi, Michael. First of all, thank you for keeping the, how is it called, the ball rolling, or how to say, long time no see or long time no, no here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for very interesting interviews i liked listening them uh, while i was slightly off but maybe it's time to return to our regular format or have a mix i don't know what we will decide next but today we have a regular format right yeah yeah and and the topic i brought this topic is overhead of observability tools the most popular ones well one is the most popular one PGS statements and uh, usually, people like I remember exactly when we had we didn't have PG statements. We had only log-based analysis. We didn't have wait events. Didn't have PG statements like 15 years ago, right? And um, we only had log-based analysis. And there was a tool written in PHP called PGFwin, and then another tool replaced yeah. it, written in Perl called pg-badger and the idea was like mm-hmm. people people always like first thing to figure out that oh usually we only see the, at only a tip of the iceberg only we see only like some queries which are the slowest ones but you cannot properly perform like full holistic analysis if if you don't see the fast queries because fast queries m- might be loading your Might might be consuming even more resources than slow queries. So what people did usually, they experienced DBAs usually said, "Okay, I'm going to switch off all query logging for a few minutes to collect everything and then analyze." In very like in very many cases, it worked well. Yes, there is observer effect because we we probably put our Postgres down. Completely if we lock all queries, but not always. Sometimes <laughs> it depends. So yeah. This is quite, quite under, like, understandable. But then PGS statements were was created, and some DBAs I remember were saying, oh, you know, like we still need to study its overhead. And then somehow there was like there are some there were some benchmarks. I don't remember any benchmarks I would say I trust them. But I remember many experienced, experienced folks started saying, oh, you know, yes, there is overhead, but it's below 10%. And since this thing is measuring everything, it's observing whole workload, it's worth keeping it enabled. Let's have it enabled. I remember also there was some number, like people, many people saying, you know, purchase statements overhead is 7%. It's kind of strange, but like kind of 7%, Seven. okay, who's 7%, I don't, like, I don't remember any benchmarks that proved it, but I remember it was like, consensus was it's below below 10%, so we are, we are all good. If you try to find the good benchmark from like these early days of purchase that it would be great. I, I, I don't think it exists. But ex- honestly, we as community should perform good benchmarks there. I don't remember that. It does mean they don't exist, of course, but.
0: I did a little bit of searching beforehand because I was interested in if there was any up-to-date ones as well. I couldn't find anything great, but there were a few trustworthy sources. One was PG Analyze, a, monitoring, a commercial monitoring tool that uses PGStat statements. In their frequently asked questions, they gave an estimate of approximately 1% of CPU time, which I thought was interesting that they're... Telling their customers anyway, as we're going to discuss, this is all very dependent on workload, right? But at least that's, that's interesting. And I trust them enough to, to say that's probably based on some tests on their side, even if I didn't see the actual benchmarking. And then the other things I've seen are uh, a series of, well, there's a question on the DBA stack exchange and somebody's quoting various Postgres authors and a benchmarking series, one that was like a more realistic workload that was about 0.5 percent measured overhead and another that was a, a more stress test that measured it about 10 percent so those are numbers but that's a wild range of different numbers and as we're going to discuss later you've done some work that shows even yeah. that, that it could be very different which is cool
1: i hope by the end of this episode people will start having some ideas why this range can be so wide uh, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i I yeah I th- I can imagine like zero point five percent or ten percent they, bo- in both cases it can be, so I mean it depends on workload mm-hmm. actually v- very well depends on the workload and also not only about not only on workload we will talk about it later right so yeah okay. But when I say overhead, of course I mean CPU overhead first of all because uh, we don't think <laughs> about uh, disk IO or disk usage, disk space usage here or network or nothing like that. Only p- pure CPU overhead. By the way, when guys like RDS and others probably inheriting this from Oracle, when they consider wait event being null in pgist activity as CPU uh, marking it as green CPU green in performance insights inside. do they mean other wait events all of them are not CPU I don't understand this I don't know <laughs> because many of uh, for example uh, LW uh, lightweight locks Spin locks, for example, they, they are purely CPU.
0: I know we have several listeners from AWS, so maybe they can let us know.
1: We, ha- we have listeners, yeah, yeah. And on, on the other hand, if you say CPU for instead of null, null means unknown. And according to Postgres documentation and mm-hmm. source code, mm-hmm. it means it means no wait. In reality, it means either really no weight and maybe like some kind of CPU work. But also in many cases it means a wait event which is not yet created and code code is not covered with this. Mm. For example, Postgres 16, we recently had some benchmarks and we saw wait event which you see in Postgres 16 but you do, don't see it in Postgres 14 because it was not yet created there. So it, it, and then I'm thinking, okay, it means in performance insights on RDS, and I think in many other systems, maybe in Cloud SQL as well, or this Presto viewer at Hoc tool written in Java, it also like, likes to use green color and say this is CPU, but it's actually not CPU; it's, it's null because CPU doesn't exist in the list of wait events in in just activity. So if you market CPU for sixteen, but oh for fourteen because it's what was null, but then you start distinguishing it for sixteen, something is not right here, right? so i'm I'm asking is it really cpu yeah so interesting question but it's a slightly off topic uh, back to pagesista statements so let's let's talk about benchmarks we had so idea was uh, we got some uh, credits from Google cloud and uh, it it's it's great we like this year we will be perform i mean we i mean Bogres CI team we will be performing a lot of benchmarks I'm going to do a lot of we already had a lot of benchmarks, uh, I think thousands of them, uh, if you count each uh, iteration. And hundreds of them if you count whole whole uh, benchmark consisting of many iterations. So we were curious how many TPS we can squeeze from Postgres 16 on various big, big machines, Intel, AMD, and there was a good article from 2016 from Alexander Korotkov uh, when both Postgres and MySQL, I remember, teamed up, it was interesting. I think, um, uh, I, I don't remember, somebody from Percona also was working on MySQL. The goal, the goal was to demonstrate that the that both systems can show million TPS. And, and uh, during that work, uh, some uh, contention issues were improved, uh, fixed in Postgres. So P- Postgres reached uh, million TPS on some strong machines. And I like that benchmark because it's simple. It's PG bench, regular, uh, select only. So it's only selects, very s- simple ones. So we just repeated the same benchmark. And as usual, for such benchmarks, it's actually loads, st- stress, stress, load testing, stress testing, because you are exploring this, this edge. It's not what you need to do for your application, for example, unless you on purpose, studying it. I, I hate this behavior being default in PG Bench. Like it should, it should not be so, because it's provoking to perform stress tests instead of regular load tests, and exploring normal situation, for example, 25 or 50% of CPU load. But in our case, we just want to squeeze as much as we can. So we d- did this and i published a blog post about our new ai bot and this uh, it has details and links uh, to to details how we did it so we took uh, the f- the newest intel 4th generation uh, intel scalable v- sub- sapphire rapids it's called right and also 4th generation amd epic c3 and c3d instances on on gcp one has uh, the biggest number is 176 vCPUs and AMD has 360 vCPUs and more, both have more than terabyte of RAM. So it's insane, but we use SPOTS. AWS has SPOTS, GCP has SPOTS, it's cool. Like You pay a couple of bucks for, for such experiment, honestly. Like it's so not even yeah. I, I realized even if we didn't have credits, I, I would probably pay for myself. From it's interesting to explore these things because we just provision temporary machines for one or two hours, and uh, spot means huge discount. Yeah. So and we this kind of experiment uh, it's classic experiment uh, for stress testing. You first start with one connection, then more, more connections, and uh, you control. We chose uh, Alexander Krotkov's approach. Uh, In Pirzhi Bench, both dash C and dash J are the same. So we start from one, then we put 50. (laughs) With such huge machines, this step is reasonable. (laughs) Jumping to 50 right away. Then 100, then 150, 200, and so on until, I think, uh, 500. Exceeding the number. of vCPUs in both cases. Mm-hmm. So, since we use PostgreSQL cluster, which uh, is a project, it's an open source project, it's a very good thing, Ansible uh, kind of set of playbooks to provision Patroni clusters with a lot of things. It's maintained by Vitaly, who is working with, uh, in my team. So it's a, it's a great tool and it has a lot of things, including those we, like over years, Discussed together, and he just added into Pg's PostgreSQL cluster. So we use it, and we because of that we, we had a lot of observability tools, including those for query analysis, PostgreSQL statements, PGSAT Kcash, cache, much less popular, and PostgreSQL sampling for wait event analysis. And then we saw a very strange picture. Until fifty, we grow in terms of TPS kind of approach a million TPS, but then go down very quickly. And on Intel, we went down even more, but it, it's, it's a different story. And thanks to PG-weight sampling, we saw that we have uh, number one weight event is related to pg stat cache So we immediately realized this is a zero effect from this pg stat cache For those who don't doesn't know, pg stat cache it's Additional extension to Page Statements extension, which provides physical level metrics, uh, user CPU, sys CPU, D- real disk IO at physical level, uh, context switches. So it's it's very useful to understand uh, real CPU usage. Unlike this wait event equal now equals now, which I think is wrongly uh, presented in RDS Performance Insights. This thing uh, trustworthy with it many years. A few big companies use it, use it as well. It's not super popular. RDS doesn't have it. Cloud SQL doesn't have it. Many, most managed providers, managed Postgres providers don't have it. I know Yandex Cloud ha- has it. So I think they might be years. the only
0: ones that I've, yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe, yeah. But also one of the biggest e-commerce company we worked mm-hmm. with uh, also has it for many years. And they have very critical systems running on Postgres. So... <laughs> It's uh, I, but, but in this case, overhead was so huge, like, what's happening? And I immediately published it on Twitter and Vitaly created an issue in P- 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 Cash GitHub a, a repository, and then maintainers, they created a fix in four hours, I think. <laughs> so yes. I think they expected something. There was some additional log which was removed uh, in this fix. Uh, with IDEA, this lock is something old. and it's not really needed, but in our case, it was slowing everything down when contention is high, when many, many sessions fight, not fight, they, basically what's happening. With PG Bench, you have by default only four, four queries, right? If you say select only dash uppercase S, mm-hmm. it's only single query, only one select to PG, start, PG Bench accounts table. That's it. In this case, like hundreds of sessions try to increment metrics in a single record of distributed cache, right? And due to that lock, which was removed in the latest version, it was not good. I mean, the more sessions we have, the biggest contention and the biggest, the bigger overhead is, and uh, we we see it as as we increase the number of clients, number of connections and jobs, the dash c dash j in pgbench. Uh, parameters, uh, TPS go down. So we have more, we have room, we have more vCPUs, right? But we cannot use them yeah. properly because all of them try to, to execute basically the same normalized query parameters don't matter here.
0: Yeah. I've pulled the chart up from your tweet. And just to give people an idea at 50 clients, it's about 550,000 TPS at 100 clients it does go up to about 700,000 tps but to uh, 150 we're that da- we're down below the 50 client rate and it's uh, only 400,000 then it settles at about at 200 clients to and above uh, about 300,000 tps which is less than we had at 50 so it's the super interesting curve and cool to hear that you got so quickly to the root cause and that the team were able to fix it so quickly
1: yeah, in a few hours. Well, uh, we, let's split the story here to two paths. First path is purely without yes. cache, and second path is without it. Because we, when we saw this overhead, we started, we continued our discovery of maximum TPS on Intel and modern Intel and modern AMD without just that cache, of course. Because, like, we didn't expect it. To, it would be fixed so quickly. But when the fix was ready, we asked the, the bot to repeat. Repeat this benchmark. It was interesting to convince the bot that it's safe to download fresh code from GitHub and compile it. Uh, it, it hallucinated uh, saying it's against the uh, policy. When I asked which policy, it said the PostgreSQL policy. <laughs> so <laughs> it was funny. Like I went checking. Do we have such policy? I checked all our docs because bot, bot does know our documents. So probably like, a... but it was just pure hallucination. Uh, yeah, so then we convinced it, it, it verified and indeed uh, we saw that uh, the fix uh, indeed resolves the problem and uh, no more such overhead. So it was good and uh, next week the new release of Kcash was issued. But interesting question, like as I mentioned, I trust those people and also not trust, I worked with some of them and uh, with, I, I touched production systems with my hands, right? So I didn't see such problems for, for years on production. But here we saw obviously very big overhead. Why, why so? Why, why we survived with this on production? This is an interesting question. Let's return to it after we explore the second path. Second path. Okay. Forget about pgstat kcash. We only have pgstat so statements, pgwet sampling. We know overhead of both are not, not so big. And then we just explore from 1 to f- 500 connections on both modern Intel platform and modern AMD. 176 vCPUs on one and 360 vCPUs on another. And the huge surprise was Intel be- behave... Uh, again, the same, the same workload, pgbench uh, dash uppercase S. So select only, single query, very simple, sub-millisecond uh, latency huge surprise was Intel behaves not well at all. It behaves similar to what we had with cache enabled, but higher, yes, higher, it reached 1 million, I think, or so, uh, maybe slightly below it, and then went down. While AMD, like this going down, even before you reach uh number of v- vCPUs, increasing number of connections and jobs in, in PGA Bench. It, it's not normal. Some kind of problem, obviously. While AMD also, it, like, also was not good, but it didn't go down. It, it, go, it went down slightly, right? It, it, all, it, saw, it, all, it demonstrated almost a plateau. Very different behavior, and we started studying what's what's happening here. And obviously, the problem was PG start statements in this case, and we saw it, I think, from weight events by PG sampling. But we also collected flame graphs. And we obtained two very different pictures for these platforms. Everything is the same. Ubuntu 22.04, Postgres 16 latest version. Everything is like some kind of tuning applied, uh, kind of default tuning we usually apply to new clusters under our control. Mm -hmm. nothing, Nothing special, nothing fancy, but very different behavior. And on flame graphs, we could see that in case of Intel, these uh, few Rapids, we see that uh, Patricia statements has a huge s underscore log function call consumed a lot of time, and uh, in case of AMD, this call is much like small. So in case of Intel, it was like seventy five percent of whole time spent by CPU in flame graph. It, well, like why? What's happening? Something not normal at all. And I I talked to a few guys. Uh, talked to Andrei Borodin and Alexander Korotkov. And interesting, they, they both mentioned the idea that probably producer statements needs sampling here. Right, sampling. So, it,
0: what, yeah. In, so what, it's an interesting idea. We don't currently have a parameter. Yeah, we don't like for a lot of the other things we have. Like for logging, for example, because there's such overhead to logging, we have parameters for that kind of thing. We can sample. Um, since twelfth, to, to only measure one in 10 or one in 100. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, well, I'm thinking actually, I, mean, I know we've discussed this before, but for min duration statement. Yeah. I think since more recently, but for auto explain from a long time ago, for example. Um, Correct. but the, the 75% makes sense as well. Just to give people an idea of the exact numbers, I've pulled up that chart as well on Intel with PGStat statements. It does get to very nearly a million TPS without PG Kcash and then drops a little bit less rapidly but still it drops down to 500,000 at 150 and then down to about 300,000 by the time you get into the hundreds of clients whereas AMD with set statements continues to rise at 100 clients to about 1.2 million gets above 1.5 million at about 150 clients then seems saturated and and it's m- mostly a plateau slight decline as you get more so it's that's about five times more by the time you get to, you know, 300,000 versus 1.5 million starts to make sense that that's a, like roughly yeah. 75% overhead, I guess.
1: Yeah. So in, in all cases, when you reach uh, some, usual number of CPU, you go down, but no, normal, normally you go down slowly, discerning, right? Bad picture mm-hmm. demonstrated on Intel, like very acute, like acutely go down, right? Very going down very fast and this is not normal and Good of point. course we to confirm that PgC statements involved and also to get numbers we wanted the, we wanted big numbers right like I, when I posted it on Twitter of course people started liking reposting like with AMD we, we, I think we, we, we've we, got uh, without PgC statements just removing it we've got uh, 2.5 million TPS right on AMD nearly yeah Almost, almost right. Uh, above two, two million TPS. Uh, my tweet was two uh, million TPS on PostgreS sixteen. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was funny to see the reaction from CEO of PlanetScale. Like, <laughs> like it's not real workload. Well, we know it's not real workload. It's select only. We just <laughs> like it's purely synthetic workload. Like we're just exploring some edge of what system can provide of course it's not realistic it's mm-hmm. some select that's it well maybe some there are some systems which need mostly this kind of workload and this is an interesting question because if they if they have such workload they suffer from bigger problems from purchase assessments this is i think this is the main idea of like should be the main idea of today's episode look at your workload and understand the nature of it but obviously ceo of Planning scale is not interested in single-node performance, right? Because the yeah. main thing is sharding, right? So <laughs> single-node should be should not provide millions of TPS, right? It's not normal, right?
0: <laughs> it doesn't help the marketing.
1: Right, right, right. Everyone realizes it's uh, select-only, everything is cached in memory, but still, 2.5 million TPS, wow. On machine, you can just rent easily. Well, it's expensive machine, I think. Uh, if it's not spot, if it's normal without any discounts, it's above $10,000 uh, per month. So it's expensive, machine. Yeah. Of course, but it's possible. And this is just Postgres with minimal tuning, right? It's good. Like 2, two million TPS. Uh, of course, I, it's slight, I'm slightly sad comparing to 2016. How many years already passed? Like eight? 1 million? Yeah. 2 million? Uh, maybe question may- can, maybe we can do more we can squeeze maybe more but it's a separate question we will probably think about it but returning to pages statements the main cre- what what's happening again uh, a lot of sessions uh, they compete trying to update the same record in pages statements just single record select query that's it if it was different queries right it will, it would be okay so I even started calling this workload pathological. But then I say, OK, what about all SaaS systems and social media? Do they have something, some query, which is executed, which is it should be fast, and it's executed in many cases? And the answer is yes. Usually, if, you, if people work with your system, you need to select, it can be cached, of course, but I saw it many times some primary key lookup to tables like users or, or posts or mm-hmm. projects or blogs or something. And you see most of sessions, most of uh, sessions, I mean not only database sessions, but for example, like session in terms of HTTP yeah. communication, web sessions. Most of them need this query, right? And in this case, you probably, you might have this problem. You might have this observer effect. and. Of course, solution would be to start caching them, probably, right? And, and so on. But this is still an issue. So, if you have, for example, 1000 TPS or more of some primary key lookup, probably you already might have this problem overhead from PGS statements, which maybe for whole workload which you have is not so big. As, as we mentioned, it can be 1 or 0.5%. But if you Zoom into this part of workload primary key lookup. Probably there this overhead is bigger, and maybe uh, guys I talked to maybe they are right, and maybe sampling could be a good solution. Maybe PostgreSQL statements could guess. Oh, this is high frequency query. A lot of QPS are happening here. Calls number is good is high. Maybe I just need to start sampling. Maybe I don't know. It's a it's an interesting question, and of course another interesting question. What's hap- why intel right why intel and i don't have an answer yet we see these flame graphs we realized okay this code is running much longer than on intels right now there is idea to explore older uh, intels cascade lake and maybe even older Xeons, right which uh, m- may be used much more in production systems and, and maybe also epics older epics third and second generation maybe we also have issue not related, but we also observe an issue with uh, we discussed that, uh, lightweight locks lock manager contention. Uh, there AMD behaves worse than Intel. so it's kind of interesting but what we need to understand if a lot of sessions run the same query, it can be better in terms of lock manager. So the solution would be get rid of planning time using prepared statements. This is ideal, or just reduce frequency and you won't notice this, right? Or uh, use uh, make sure fast path is true always, and uh, it means that you have only a few indexes and partition pr- partition pruning works in plans. And also you have uh, observer effect in procedural statements in this case. Yeah. And second, Intel versus AMD. AMD. This is This is uh, like. I don't have answers here, but it's interesting to just uh, dig into it and understand it.
0: The thing I've heard you say multiple times in the past is when you're doing this kind of work, or when you when you're looking at your system, it's trying to understand where's the where the bottleneck is. Something I really like about this piece of work that you've done is you first identified that PG Stack was a bottleneck, and then turned that switched that off, and then tried to work out what the next bottleneck was looks like it actually might be stat statements even though you, even though uh maybe in your head you were thinking oh, it probably isn't but let's try turning it off and see if that makes a difference that made a big difference so it's each time like even if you uh, when you're when you're thinking about maybe trying to get above that 2.5 million or above maybe 3 million we have to work out what's the ne- what's the current bottleneck like that that's well, how I've we that, that's,
1: right. Right.
0: yeah exactly so that's a really nice thing that i don't see enough people thinking about on their own workloads but also when they're benchmarking what are we currently limited by
1: right 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 so uh, uh, when we pe- perform uh, any uh, performance research like benchmarks analysis uh, root cause analysis after some incidents on production mm-hmm. or we try to reproduce problems so we perform like always database systems is a complex thing and workload usually is quite complex so to study the whole, we need to apply this. Like I mentioned uh, before we had this call, I mentioned yep. um, René Descartes or how to pronounce it in English. Uh, I think that's so, well,
0: it's French, right? So or it's was. French.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like René Descartes. Right. So René the René idea René. is we need to properly split whole into segments and then try to study each segment separately. When you study each sep- segment separately and know how each, each of it behaves, for example, okay, there is a high frequent select. Let's study how it behaves without anything else. We know how it usually behaves without anything else in, in like in an emptiness, right? And by the way, when we study it, we also can divide into smaller pieces. For example, okay, let's remove this, let's remove that uh, extension. So, going deeper, deeper. So, basically, minimal pieces we study. It takes time, of course, right? But then, we know small pieces how they behave, we can try to compose it back to complex workload and study already an ensemble of it, right? Uh, uh, as a whole. This is a regular scientific approach, I think, very one of the oldest ones, right? But we must do it here. And I cannot agree with plain scale CEO. Okay, it's not normal. It's not. But we study it because it it's presented in in our complex production workloads, right? For example, primary key lookups with thousand or more QPS, it's not uncommon. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, yep. but but to be clear, to be clear, I'm still a big fan of encouraging every workload I've ever seen or every setup I've ever seen, especially we're talking about SaaS companies, like that kind of, I would still encourage them to have PGStat statements unless they've done some testing that, that it somehow is affecting their workload. I agree. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. If, even if it was 30%, uh, I would say in many cases, we still need to have it because without it, we are blind.
0: Yeah. But if it was 30%, if we did find that out, It would be cool to have sampling. If if we then took one in ten, we could reduce that maybe to three percent. Also, maybe it's not quite linear, but you know. But
1: sampling here should be smart. It should be applied only to high frequent uh, queries, high 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 frequency queries, right? So anyway, I think we are almost out of time. We are the bottom line. Yeah, the bottom line uh, check. uh, I I think we should also check our ARM uh, platform as well uh, and see how it behaves. So there is difference in pjsav statements behavior on regular queries versus regular slow queries like updates or updates or deletes or so versus high frequent very fast selects like primary key lookups yep. and there's a difference between AMD and Intel so yep. this is this is the bottom line and I'm, I'm excited to see results of our further investigation of what's happening we plan to understand details here. Nice one.
0: Well, thanks so much, Nikolai. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and catch you soon. Bye-bye.